Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday. Um, welcome to the uh, National Day of Prayer. Hope uh, your week is going well as we uh, head into the last couple of days of this trading week. Yesterday, uh, we did get uh, some changes in interest rates. We'll talk about that and more and how it affected the markets when Dave joins us here up next. Hey, before we do that, though, I want to ask you a question. Have you really looked at your portfolio? Do you really know how much risk you have in that portfolio? Listen, unless you actually have a number between one and 100, your advisor may not know well, how much risk is in that portfolio. Maybe it's conservative. Maybe it's moderate. What does that really mean? Until you put it into numeric context, you don't really know. Give us a call because that's exactly why we developed our core retirement design. Call us at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. Hey, with that, we've got Dave coming up next. Light FM. My goodness gracious, even when they do what they say they're going to do and don't surprise anybody, people on Wall Street have hissy fits. That's kind of an interesting day to watch the abnormal psychology on Wall Street, which is kind of why we need the other sane person in the room to help me out every morning with this. Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is on the phone, and Philip, doggone it all, they did exactly what they said they were going to do. We only had a quarter point rate increase, and everybody sold like chiclets at the end of the day yesterday. Poor Paulson can't do anything right, can he? It definitely seems that way, Dave. I mean, you're right. We got exactly what we expected, a quarter percent bump in interest rates. And I'll tell you, when that happened, I, I looked at the market mid-afternoon mid after that announcement came through, and, and the markets were taking off and, and a lot of green ink. And I thought, well, man, maybe this will be a great day. We'll end up on the, in the positive side. But uh, I guess everybody decided to take some profits off the table before the end of the day, and we ended up back in the red uh, well, the before we closed out. Profit-taking might be part of it, but, geez, it was a 1,200-point drop inside of about 25 minutes. Uh, one of the things that uh, one, of my, uh, one of my columnists was saying is that the, uh, the language that Paulson used was, okay, we're only doing a quarter of a point, but, you know, don't count it a pause because we're ready to whack you again if inflation doesn't get under control. And uh, that didn't seem to please the market all that terribly much because, boy, was it precipitous once they made the announcement, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was a, it was a big drop. Um, though, I mean, numeric wise, it's big percentage wise, eight tenths of a percent wasn't, isn't a huge downturn. Um, you know, we've seen, it wasn't that long ago that the Dow was down at, uh, you know, 33. And, and so it, it may be making its way back to kind of test some, some, uh, some holding patterns there. That's a possibility. And, and also, when you, you, know, you talk perspective, eight-tenths of a percent doesn't sound like a disaster, and that's true. And I had something on history this morning, just for the sake of perspective for everybody. It was this date in 1981 that the Volcker Federal Reserve raised that reference interest rate to 14%. So in, in that context, 5% doesn't sound that bad, does it? Uh, in that context, no. But when you think of the last 20 years, what our interest rates been, it's it's pretty horrific. 
Oh, absolutely. And the, the, the slope upward that I've been harping about for the last few months, it's been basically straight up. And even Volcker didn't do it that fast in terms of percentage increase in speed of doing it. But it's, it's always interesting to look at history and the process and going, uh, yeah, things have been worse in the past. Uh, talking about uh, government data dump this morning, just to kind of reinforce what Paulson was saying, the employment market, uh, we're seeing those indications of that softening the Fed is trying for, another bump up in first-time jobless claims, up a little bit to 242,000 first-time jobless claims. I always throw that uh, 240, 250 a week number as being the, uh, the normal sifting and winnowing in a normally functioning economy, and that's the first time we've seen numbers that high in quite some time, right? It is, and it's higher than the expectation was by a little bit. I mean, my guys thought 236 is about where we should be, um, but it, and it's more than where we were last week at 230. So, so that uh, I think is is helping us out some. I mean, and the Jolts report yesterday or, or Tuesday that was a big deal because you know that showed us there that uh, job openings are are slimming down some, and so. You know, you take those two things into consideration, and, and I think that that's, um, that's helping the Fed out anyway. It's giving them at least cover for the notion of a pause down the line. Other things, though, are kind of flies in that ointment. Uh, unit labor costs, they were expected to go up on an annualized rate of like three-something percent. Unit labor costs annualized out of this day's report up four and a half percent annualized. Now, that's relative, you know, you put it on a macro basis overall, and you look at it, okay, fine, we're hiring fewer people, the job market is softening a little bit, but workers are getting an increase in terms of how much they're getting paid to do that work, which on a unit labor cost basis is good for the workers, although I got a sneaking hunch it's not going to help Paulson's attitude toward inflation. Uh, I'm with you there. I don't think so either. And, and that was slightly better than ex- expectations, at least from from what my economists were saying, they were expecting like a five and a half percent number. Um, but any any way you look at it, it's it's more than what it was last quarter, and uh, and less than what the anticipation was. So it's kind of in the middle of the road there. They will take any bit of good news. And then, you know, four or five percent is a little on the high side for what they like to see uh, wage and uh, unit labor costs going up. But at the same time, uh, your numbers were expecting worse than I got. So uh, it ended up yesterday at the end of it all. We were talking about the sell off at the end. The Dow ended up down 270 points, about the same percentage numbers uh, for the Standard and Poor's. And NASDAQ actually uh, was the outlier, only down about a half a percent. Uh, in terms of reports that might drive, us today the big one that everybody's going to be talking about doesn't come up until after the close uh, the biggest capitalized company in the uh, in the nation apple finally reports at 4 p.m and uh, that i've i've always I, you know we 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 sound like we're apple groupies but when i look at every etf and uh, and mutual fund that i've ever held it seems that unless i'm buying specifically foreign funds or something it's one of the biggest holdings in just about everybody's retirement account even if they don't know it well it is it's uh, it's uh, yeah it is one of those account- one of those things that uh, most growth type managers are going to have in their portfolio. I mean, we have it in our growth portfolio. So uh, I think it's one of those things that, um, you know, it's, it's a bellwether for that industry. And I suspect for a consumer business as a whole, given how much iPhones drive their business. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and you know, they do a good job of, of shaking that up every year to, uh, to get you buying more and more. 
<laughs> hey, you need another $1,000 iPhone. We've changed our operating system by one decimal point, right? That's right. That's right. We are in the middle of earnings season, and it's one of those relative pause days in terms of the big stocks because nobody wants to compete with Apple for headlines, I suspect. One of the stocks that did report that we've been kind of beating up for the last year because, well, they've been doing a pretty good job beating themselves, uh, Peloton reported. Are they recovering just a little bit? You know, Peloton's kind of interesting, Dave, because um, you know they have had a lot of issues um, to deal with because during COVID they they really took off like lightning, um, and then and then they kind of really fell to the ground pretty quick. But so they did have they're going up today. They lost a heck of a lot more than what was expected. Um, they lost 79 cents a share versus 46 cents a share expected. And so I, I got to look at it. Why in the world is a stock going up if they lost a heck of a lot more than they're supposed to? Well, the revenue number, the analysts and folks, traders, they like the revenue. The revenue number was up $40 million more than expected. Um, and, and so that's what they're really liking right now. Um, however, I will say, well, I got to flip around because Peloton was up some now it's actually down i guess maybe people got a chance to actually look at the report they're down 14 15 right now so uh yeah i thought we were going to have a little bit of an upside there but uh it's uh it's made a, a way down so it's down about 15 percent this morning the executive suite was very happy for about 20 minutes up there i'd imagine right i guess so because it was it was green a little bit ago um, <laughs> And that's how fast things can change around here. The um, so a big winner though we do have is um, Shopify. So Ooh. Shopify, yeah, Shopify, the e-commerce platform that had better than expected results for the quarter. Um, and, and I think the other thing that's probably helping them some is they announced the sale of some of their fulfillment operations um, to another logistics division. So I think that's helped them out some too. But Shopify actually is, um, it's got to be one of the bigger winners today. It's up 18% this morning. Yeah, you don't see percentage increases like that very often, do you? No, no, no definitely not. And so uh, it's, uh, it's some, some better news there, which maybe offsets a little bit of Peloton. Uh, the, everything else I've got is, uh, I was trying to see if I, if I happen to have just maybe anything that might just be a little bit um to the uh, green side, and, and, it, and it's hard to find some. I, I did find one. It's uh, Shake Shack. Shake Shack reported, and uh, we don't have any around here. But uh, <clears throat> but they had a smaller than expected loss. Revenue and same store sales exceeded Wall Street's expectations, and so uh, they're the only green thing I can find this morning. Up a little over six percent this morning before we get going. Well, the, nothing else is working right. You can always get some fast food. That's right. That's right. Get get some French fries and a hamburger. So, um, on the other side of the board, we got TripAdvisor reported, and uh, their their stock is stumbling down the the stairs here. They uh, they came in short of expectations on their profit. Um, their uh, revenue did come in better than expected. But again, they're they're focusing on the earnings here. The other thing that they had in their uh, uh, thing that kind of hurt them is that they um, they did settle a um, an issue with the IRS, and uh, that had a uh, they they had to pay more taxes than expected, and so that also played 
on uh, TripAdvisor's earnings. They're down eight and a half percent this morning, uh, and they closed down six percent yesterday. So that's a uh, two days, a pretty significant loss there. The last you know, these one aren't have... exactly these aren't exactly the market movers on the Standard and Poor's, but boy, are you showing some wild swings this morning? I know, I know. The last one I have for you is Qualcomm. Um, you know, they're the chip maker. Uh, mm-hmm. They had weaker than expected uh, forecasts for the current quarter. Um, they had better than expected revenue for this last quarter, and the earnings came in basically as Wall Street had expected. Um, they're hurt by sagging. They're getting hurt by sagging smart sales, smartphone sales. You know, uh, unlike Apple, who kind of controls everything, uh, Qualcomm. Well, they're just a chip maker, and so if uh, everything other than Apple's going the other direction, they're not getting the chip sales they need, and so they're trading down over seven and a half percent this morning. Wow, upsy downsy. I'm I'm amazed at the at the one or two stocks going up eight, nine, ten percent doesn't doesn't shock me that much. But boy, what a change! Again, off day yesterday on Wall Street, largely generated by a kissing your sister report from Jay Paulson when he hit the stage for the press conference. Forty five minutes before we open this morning, what are we looking at? So right now we have uh, some red ink. Um, uh, pretty much across all of the indexes. The Dow is down about $53. S&P 500 is down $8, and the NASDAQ 100 is down $9. Russell 2000 is the big loser right now, down almost 1%, to fifth, uh, down about $15, $16. On the other side, we've got uh, silver uh, making a little bit of a recoup here, up a half a percent. Gold, man, it, it's really getting getting up there. It's up to $2,045. That's up uh, four tenths of a percent. Crude oil is up slightly, about a third of a percent to $68.85 a barrel right now. Ooh, and that gold price, that's getting really, really close to an all time record high, isn't it? I, I think so. I, I do believe I've seen some headlines that, that it's getting close. Yeah, it's up there somewhere. That's a number I didn't expect to see for gold for quite some time. Uh, foreign markets overseas, the Asian rim market was actually kind of impressed by the fact that we did what we said we were going to do on interest rates there. Uniformly, mostly up by the uh, close of business at uh, 6 a.m. this morning. News came over my ticker a couple of minutes ago that the European Central Bank bumped their reference interest rate up by a quarter percent as well this morning. That's kind of made the European markets do the same thing that ours are doing or yesterday did, uh, down about a half a percent across the board in the European community. Uh, you can't tell what the market's going to react to sometimes, and sometimes the reaction is uh, really pretty strikingly out of whack with what they actually saw. That means your retirement plan can look kind of goofy as well, unless you've got it all handled. How do I get a plan together to uh, make me not have to worry about these ups and down days? David, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule their core retirement analysis, where we'll make sure that the amount of risk they have is the amount of risk that they should be taking within their portfolio. Give us a call at 863-382-0037, and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. One more time to tie the ribbons on the week with a great big unemployment number that's going to have some import. And uh, at the same time, we'll talk about Apple tomorrow morning at the same time right here. Fair enough? Fair enough, buddy. Have a great day.
Thank you, Philip. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks. Thanks for joining us today. Again, I hope you'll join us again tomorrow. Same time, same place. Until then, have a great day. Bye now.